The Empress, may her eternal soul shine forever, a beacon in the darkness of the universe i.e., the eternal Novae, enlightened in the infinite wisdom of timelessness of, giver of immaculate hope of, a biological scepter of strength and beauty v, high seat of the quantum house of two Levii, an oracle of the five fragments five. Ovara sat impatiently. Far too long had she waited. More than half of her time was spent on waiting. An empress should wait for no one, she thought. But the reality was quite different than what she thought it should be. She ruled over planets, over whole systems. And yet it was she who was made to wait. She waited for orders to be carried out, for the guards to rouse themselves when she wanted to go anywhere, for responses to inquiries summoned from light years away. Yes, more than half of her time was spent on waiting for something. So she sat. To her, the throne was a cage, a death sentence. She leaned on her palm, elbow perched on one of the ornate armrests. The back of the throne was as tall as two men, one standing on top of the other, and the room was too big for the single chair. The black floors shined like mirrors and the four guards, two on each side of her, stood at rapt attention, their reflection on the deep dark of the floor is a placid pool. Alvara turned to the man on her immediate right. He was double her age, but he was still young. How long must I be kept waiting? I fear that I do not know, Empress. He did not turn to look at her as he answered. Instead, he kept his eyes forward. His name was Raton, and had been part of her personal guard for as long as she could remember. He dressed casually more often than not, despite his charge of protection. The casual dress did not belie his severe gaze, however, nor the way he moved, like a spring held tightly, always just on the edge of bursting. He was always formal with her but she felt the comfort with him, safe in the idea that not only would he protect her if necessary, but that he had the skill set to do it, and likely easily in most cases. She expected that, as his sole job was to stay alert to any dangers that might arise and defend her from those dangers. He could not take his eyes away from their constant scan to look at her. She shook her head though. What sort of danger could arise in her own palace, in her own throne room? She had a mind to change the custom, but she couldn't. Her mother would not agree to it, and she was not mature enough to overrule her mother, empress or not. The woman was insufferable. She simply wouldn't stand for a change in custom, no matter how small that change may be. Not yet, anyway, not until she was just a little older. She had a mind to overturn some rules right on their head, and soon enough, mother would not be able to say anything about it. Suddenly, the tall dark doors of the throne chamber split open at the front of the room, snapping Ovara's mind back to the present. Barely waiting for the doors to open, two guards rushed in and made small work of the space between the door and where her throne stood. They stopped a few feet from the dais and bowed hurriedly. Empress, one of the guards said in such a rush that he had scarcely stood up straight again from his bow before he began to speak. I proceed to regulators by only minutes. They would not wait on formality, and we were able to break into a run ahead of them to announce their coming. We would not have you surprised by unannounced visits. Raton raised an eyebrow and stared holes into the two men, who were panting, foreheads glistening with sweat. The quick look was enough to reveal his frustration about the fact that someone could simply barge their way into the throne room, regulators or not. He opened his mouth to chastise the two men before him, but before he could make a sound, the doors burst open again. I the Empress's soul will not shine forever, but the title will. It is used in formality when addressing the High Empress. The phrase may your soul shine forever is a general wish of well-being to any it is bestowed upon, 
and is not meant here as an indication that the idea is a literal possibility. The phrase was first introduced to the title of the Empress in 32 Say Standard Empress Index, and has remained a formal part of the title ever since, though still used in common circles during formal moments as well. The idea is that, though the body may die, the soul can last forever to exist on a higher plane of existence. It is considered that the soul can also descend into darkness on a lower plane and either of these outcomes rely on the needs of the universe. Of course, nothing of this sort has ever been proven and falls more in line with a belief in the afterlife, or at least to comfort those who wish to bestow their best hopes for loved ones when their time to pass comes. 2. When all light has faded, when hope has waned in the last moments of death, it is said that the Empress can answer a prayer and pull one back from the depths. It is said that that the Empress is a guidepost, and that if one quiets the mind and body, the power of her presence can be felt and can lead lost and weary travelers directly toward her over time and space. The Empress, therefore, it is assumed can serve as a magnetic north and can navigate one not only out of despair, but quite literally back to friendly habitation. All of this is conjecture, of course, but has remained in her title for as long as there has been an empress on the throne. 3. Another reference to the empress's ability to lead one away from darkness as in the previous note, but updated within the formal title of the empress. The update came with the expectation that the previous and antiquated description before it would be dropped, but it never was, and so now the title contains both, a redundancy that has been mostly forgotten or ignored due to traditionalist mindsets. For every empress that sits upon the throne has unlimited access to information and experiences of those that held the throne before her. That is the belief, at least, which results in an unquestioning faith of the people that the empress is inherently fit for leadership since she can draw upon past experiences and abilities to guide her decisions and actions. V. The hope that the empress instills in people is perfection. That is the claim. However, the reality is often quite different. The Empress is often feared, and more often than not, the absolute power she wields is born from her governance over many planets of armies. By biological, meaning of flesh and blood. An android can never claim the throne of the Empress. A scepter is an ornamented staff carried by rulers on ceremonial occasions as a symbol of sovereignty, and thus the Empress herself can be looked upon as a scepter of the people she governs, a representation of the might of the people. The inclusion of the word beauty here is gratuitous and has been under fire recently for objectifying females and encouraging gender biases. The title remains, however, if only as a provisional title for now. 7. The Quantum House of Thule is specific to the Empress and changes in relation to each Empress. It is the only title that is consistently fluid. Our current Empress, may her soul shine forever, comes from a lineage of commoners. She was named successor by the previous empress by a foretelling and plucked from her commoner life to reign until death. Eight the five fragments are objects from a creationist fable, and will be explored further within the main text.